his fans don't exist. I'm going underground and blowing your rep down. Next time, say that shit for the lyrics to slam. Or a house party where you can battle to clown. On top of all that, I beat your homeless ass down. Heard that convicted rapists on the record too. Fresh out of jail, ass keeps still black and blue. Tell me about the things and fight a torch to. How to fuck another two? Yeah, that's but a bull. You be decomposing, but you frozen because my title's stolen. Steady rolling in the world that I'm controlling. Fair God of War, so for kings who did all. Climb flat in the mountains, the brakes of the Lord. Talk about my first, the second, and third born. Now I got a fourth. Cannabis, but he cut off from the riches of my empire. I'm like a people thought he had to retire, but found a new can of push to hire. Your hardcore, in a sense like Heather Hunter. But definitely not with the lyrics that drop thunder. Found you in a trash can. Hot black, this is dead. The bus, nigga, it's hard to trust. It's your boy K Known Uncensored, man. I'm back with my uh yeah, nigga. We got unlimited content, nigga. I might as well just drop one of these per day or something. It's that game four talk. Man, oh man, oh man. When you live off the fat of the land and you get help from the referees, everything's easy for you. But anyway, before we get to any of those games, right? The San Diego County Sheriff's Department claims that the shooting that occurred at prospect college prospect Mikey Williams' house party on March 27th after several uninvited guests were asked to leave. No one was injured in the shooting. There was a verbal argument about guests in the house being asked to leave. Five people got into a car as they were driving away. Shots were fired. The car was hit, but no one was hurt. A disturbance occurred at the house where Williams lived and the house that he purchased, adding that the uninvited guests were the ones who caused the problem. During the aftermath of this disturbance, there were reports of shots being fired. Mr. Williams is alleged to uh, allege to match the description of the shooter he posted bond and looks forward to addressing any allegations against them using the established procedures in our justice system we are aware of several narratives being advanced online that are not factual and are designed to hurt mr williams we are confident that the truth will come to light now, I told y'all I was not going to address this Mikey Williams situation until I got all the facts. Now that all the facts are out, it seems like these guys intruded on this man's property because I guess the five guys wanted to see his house. First of all, why the fuck are five uninvited people asking to see my place that I purchased my own money? What the fuck are you doing on my property, my nigga? And I'm sure that there was some unkind obscenities thrown towards Mr. Mikey Williams' direction. So, um... My thoughts on this is very simple. I feel like this is a case of self-defense. I mean, I don't know the. I mean, I know the California gun laws are hella fucking strict. We got a question like, did the weapon that he fired was it registered? Did it belong to him? Because it seems like a case of like guys. That were, I guess, maybe fans of his, super fans or something. Maybe they were casing the place, possibly looking to pop, to later on rob the place. And maybe those five guys posed as fans. There's a little bit more that has to come out because Mikey Williams is willing to defend himself. And he, of course, denies any malicious intent. I mean, he was outnumbered five to one. He didn't know if he was going to get jumped. 
or anything like that. We don't. So now that the facts are out, I feel like he has a self-defense case. I mean, it's open and shut. It all depends on the gun itself, not the actions. But anyway, man, sad news coming out of Miami. Oh, boy, man. Victor Oladipo. Mm, mm, mm. I feel real bad for Oladipo, bro. I really do because, you know, last year on the Miami Heat, Oladipo had some sort of a resurgence and a comeback, so to speak. And in this season, you know, he had been in and out of the lineup. But Oladipo in um, game three, I believe, he tore his patella tendon. Victor Oladipo is set to have his third major knee surgery in four years. That's so heartbreaking. I mean, you want everybody. I mean, the thing I hate about this game is just the major injuries that these players suffer. I mean, these dudes will get hurt and all this shit and play next game. You know, Oladipo's injury is very serious. And, oh, boy, this is so fucked up. My prayers and thoughts go out to Victor Oladipo, his fans, his family, and his homies. DeJounte Murray faces a suspension for bumping. Well, actually, he was officially suspended for game five for bumping a referee and verbally giving him a mean round of expletives. But you know what's funny? Jason Tatum also bumped that same referee and did not face any punishment. Because I seen Tatum bumping a ref and jawing with him as well. But DeJounte Murray gets a suspension and Jason Tatum gets to play. I mean, I understand it's different hierarchies for different players. It's levels to this shit. I can dig it, but man, y'all got to keep that same energy in these streets, man. But I think that's some bullshit, though. He shouldn't have been suspended for that. He didn't even do anything but bump him and cuss him out. That's a fine. That's a $5,000 fine. Nothing more. I think that's fucked up because now the Hawks probably might fuck around and go home. All because, yeah, you know, I understand that you got to control yourself in this, that, and the third. But as we've seen today, you know, referees always going to be on some bullshit. And I'm pretty sure that Murray was not getting no calls. And his intentions just boiled over. Man, oh man, oh God, the news just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Damn, I forgot that I was supposed to play Ghetto Superstar at the beginning of this episode. But you know what? Fuck that. Yeah, I'm gonna just keep this shit the same, fuck it. Because, oh my God. So this nigga Prize from the Fugees admitted today that he was a rat. He was an FBI informant. Informant. You know what I'm saying? The boy is Gunner. The boy is Sammy the Bull. The boy. I ain't snitching on nobody from Harlem. <laughs> Damn, Prize. I like Prize too, man. I love Prize as a rapper, man. He was a, always an underrated MC to me, but basically, there is a case going on with Prize. So they basically laid out a case for prize on how he took allegedly took more than a hundred million dollars 
from Malaysian billionaire Jay Ho Low to gain political influence in the Trump and Obama administrations. Defense attorneys argue Michelle was just, I mean, Prize was simply helping people make connections and never broke the law. Mm. So they're basically saying that Prize got greedy with the money that Lowe gave Prize for the Obama and Trump administrations. Wow, so David Kenner is Prize's fucking attorney? Crazy. Kenner's defense is that Lowe gave $20 million to Prize in 2012. And he said that rich people spend money on crazy things and that Lowe was spending money like it was water. So basically, he was saying he was flossing and gave money to Prize like it was nothing. Yo, man, this new, this story, you know, this is my first time knowing about any of this. You know, today I just found out that he was a FBI informant. This is fucking crazy. The man, I mean, Prize rejected a plea deal and he's facing up to 22 years in prison. This is crazy as fuck. I'm speechless right now. Like, because I respect Prize as an MC. But as a man being an informant, mm, oh boy, Prize is facing 11 charges, including conspiracy, witness tampering, and failing to register as an agent of China. Snitches get stitches. That's all I got to say on that. Some ghetto superstar. (laughs) Oh, boy. The news just keeps getting worse, man. I should just call this episode bad news because this is just horrible. The Aaron Fox fractured his finger in game four and may be out for game five. Oh, it's not good news when the Sacramento Kings were on a roll. Now, if I know De'Aaron Fox like I know De'Aaron Fox, that nigga is going to try to play. They saying that his current status is doubtful. But I got a feeling that he's going to try to play. There's no way he's going to miss this shit. However, if he doesn't play, Davion Mitchell, who has been doing a very great job against um, Stephen Curry will start. And that'll be completely fine. I mean, a lineup of, of Mitchell, Herder, Barnes, Sabonis, and Murray, that's not a bad lineup. And I still would probably give the Kings a shot to win game five due to Warriors' horrible road history. But... If there's a game that the Warriors need to win, it's this one. But we'll get to that later. But that's crazy news coming out of Sacramento. God damn. As the bad news continues, rapper designer was arrested for beating off on an airplane. You can't make this shit up. I'm like, bro, bro. 
You couldn't beat off in the bathroom. You couldn't wait until the flight landed, my nigga. You just, they said he pulled his shit out and jacked off with lotion and everything. What the fuck is going on? This has got to be the worst news day that I've ever come across. I already had to suffer with these bronze sexuals and shit. I got to hear about a nigga just pulling his wanker out and jerking the gherkin. Man, the news just writes itself. All I got to do is just put my spin on it. I ain't a reporter. Y'all report the news. I just talk my shit. Wow, that nigga is a complete sicko. I already knew that designer was retarded. Just look at him. Just look at his old interviews. Look at how he acts. That motherfucker is certified nut house material. That nigga don't need to go to jail. That nigga need to go to a nut house. Well, finally, we my next two reports before we get to the games are good news, actually. MAU Doka, ladies and gentlemen, is your brand new Houston Rockets head coach. And I think that these these new these young niggas will actually listen to this guy. Steven Silas did not have the respect in the locker room. M.A. Udoka may be a disciplinarian, but he's not a dictator. He is also a player's coach. So having these qualities, I think that Jalen Green and Alperin Sengun, Alperin Shingun, um, and all those young players will gravitate to him because, you know, they saw what he went through. They saw the controversy. And I am so happy for M.A. Udoka, even though I wanted him to be the Pistons head coach. You know, I think my Pistons should go after Nick Nurse. I know, man, going after two back-to-back Toronto coach of the former coaches of the year sounds crazy. But I don't know. I think Nurse could do well in Detroit. But I'm proud of Udoka. And last but not least, Lori Markinen wins most improved player, as I thought. That was another one of my picks. That was correct. Yeah, nigga, I'm on a roll. Because, I mean, my pick for Defensive Player of the Year now, we just got to – my pick for Coach of the Year was correct. My pick for Most Improved Player, Defensive Player of the Year, all correct. All on par. But congrats to Lori Marketing. He's well-deserved. Um, the other two candidates that were left were Jalen Brunson, which was a great candidate, and Shea Gilgis Alexander, who was already good. Shea Gilgis was good. This the, the the I think the 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 season before he should have won over John Morant, in my opinion, because John Morant already was playing at an all-star level. So let's go all the way back to Saturday for this game four coverage as the Philadelphia 76ers sweep. The Brooklyn Nets, 96 to 88. Wow. For Philly to actually get the job done and not go down three, go, you know, lose the next two games. For Philly to get this shit done without Joel and B is amazing. Brooklyn's a good team. But they just wasn't ready, man. I mean... Five niggas in double figures. You have Tobias Harris earning that $180 million contract with 25 points and 12 rebounds. Shot 11 of 19. Incredible. Paul Reed had 15 rebounds and 10 points. Double-double. Tyrese Maxey, 16 points. James Harden, 17 points. DeAnthony Melton, 
15 points. Huh, Spencer Dinwiddie, 20 points. Michael Bridges had his worst game in the game that you actually needed him. Well, you know, Michael Bridges, Macau Bridges has a lot to learn about being a number one option. You know, in this playoff run, it's a lesson learned that you can always bounce back. Six of 18. Nick Claxton had 19 points and 12 rebounds. But those were pretty much the only highlights, and Cam Thomas did not play. I keep trying to tell y'all. If they actually played Cam Thomas, the Brooklyn Nets wouldn't be losing these types of games. But Philly! Is advancing to the next round to wait on the winner of Boston and Atlanta. Man, I hate to say it for the Sixers, but if they get Boston, see ya! And I wouldn't want to be ya. This is a test for Philly to show, are they good enough to go against the defending Eastern Conference champions? If Philly comes out of that series, they're coming out of the East easily. I think whoever's the winner of that next series is coming out of the East. It's time for Joel Embiid and James Harden to pick their balls up. This is the series to prove that y'all are somebody. If they don't come out of this series, Joel Embiid and James Harden are not as good as advertised. And Joel Embiid is just a regular season player. And he's going to be another one of those guys that never get to win a championship. Land of the eliminated, Brooklyn. Brooklyn had a tumultuous season. It was just, you know, to be a Brooklyn Nets fan, y'all went through some stuff that y'all might need some counseling because you lost James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving in the matter of what? Sycamore. 24 months? That's got to be painful. And you're left with role players from the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that Brooklyn Nets team will make the playoffs again next season. And I believe that Mike McCall Bridges will be an all-star. I think that's just the facts, Jack. I truly believe that... Um, the Nets have a bright future as long as they keep that core together, but I still think that they need a superstar. A lot of reports have been saying that they're going to pursue Damian Lillard because this would be, if you put Damian Lillard with this group here, this would be the best team that he's had since that team that went all the way to the conference finals a few years back, and I believe that was what year? 2020? 2019? So that's a lot to think about here. But Philly gets a a long-ass rest period here. Oh, boy. Game four. The Phoenix Suns defeated the L.A. Clippers 112 to 100. Chris Paul had a big fourth quarter. And the Phoenix Suns are rolling at this point. Now that the damage is done and there's no sign of Kawhi Leonard coming back as he's out for game five once again. I heard Paul George was back in the studio practicing. But I don't know if he's going to play in game five. There has been no indication that he was going to even play in this series. But it's looking like they're going to get eliminated because, I mean, you got Kevin Durant, 31 points, 11 rebounds, six assists in his best game of the playoffs so far. That DeAndre Ayton actually going to work with 15 points, 
and 13 rebounds and actually two blocks. The nigga actually put his nuts on the table and decided that he was a man and no, uh, an NBA player instead of a WNBA player. Uh, Devin Booker had 30 points, seven uh, assists, nine rebounds. Man, you could argue that Devin Booker has been a top two, top three player in this year's playoffs so far with the performances that he's been putting on. And Chris Paul with a light 19 and nine, not bad for the 30, not bad for the 60 year old Chris Paul. But yes, the Phoenix Suns go up 3-1 as they're going back to going going back back to Phoenix Phoenix. We going to see if Russell Westbrook and the gang can extend this series more games because it's going to be up to him and his leadership and the deep team that is that are the Clippers. I mean, these guys ain't no hoes. It's not like they getting their ass whooped. They missing their best player. And they are snake bit, which is understandable. Next up, we got the New York Knicks defeating the Cleveland Cavaliers once again as they protect home court. As Cleveland is in a 3-1 hole. And I always say this, the series does not begin until the first team wins three games. And we got that all across the board. And the Cleveland Cavaliers have been a fucking disappointment as they lose 102 to 93 as Jalen Brunson continues to terrorize Donovan Mitchell as Donovan Mitchell had 11 points on five of 18 shooting, six turnovers. This has to be Donovan Mitchell's worst basketball game I've ever seen him play. Like, he was just completely awful. Didn't even get assists either. Like, he only had five assists. Like, damn, dog. Darius Garland, however, he bounced back from a shitty game three as he contributed 23 points, 10 assists of his own. I mean, they had six niggas in double figures, but... Mobley and Jared Allen have been disappointing in this series. They have. Like, it just doesn't seem like they're much assertive in this series. Like, I think the Knicks have been beating up on Cleveland. And they've been playing some excellent defense that I did not see during the season. Tibbs might have saved his job if he wins this series. I think he ain't going to get fired. He saved his job. With possibly being in position to win this series. Let's look at the Knicks performances. RJ Barrett had his best game of the playoffs. I've been hard on RJ Barrett and I've been asking for him to step up and step up. He did 26 points on nine of 18 shooting. Randall did not play well, but of course, you know, he's not 100%. So his presence on being out there is kind of serves up like a, I mean, I'm not trying to make comparisons here, like player stature wise, but we're talking about his presence is sort of like Willis Reed's presence when he came back in that series and played in the finals. Jalen Brunson had 29 points. Six rebounds, six assists. Josh Hart was big, man. They started, he moved into the starting lineup. And he had 19 points of his own. So that was a very interesting series as pretty much the New York Knicks have the Cavs number. Now, can the Cavs come back and win this series? I have a few doubts about that because Brunson has owned Mitchell throughout his playoff career, his short, but interesting playoff career. 
He owns Donovan Mitchell, man. He just makes a fool out of this guy every time he plays against him. The Golden State Warriors in game four on Sunday. Beat the Golden State Warriors beat the Sacramento Kings 126 to 125. Oh man, if not for Harrison Barnes doing what he does best, which is bricking open shots, the Warriors would be in a 3-1 hole and in trouble. Lucky for them, they're in a prize fight. It's like Floyd Mayweather fighting himself. As these guys counterpunch, 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 went at each other. Uh, De'Aaron Fox injured his finger earlier in the series and fractured it, but he still went on to score 38 points in this game. That's why I think that he's going to probably play game five. I don't think he's going to leave his team on stuff like that. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis had 14 points. Keegan Murray had 23 points. This was his best game. He made five out of seven from three. Keegan Murray got to play like Keegan Murray did in Iowa in this game. He was handling the ball a lot more. He was scoring off of isolation and one-on-one play a lot more instead of bringing him off of the screens. So he showed his diversity and why in my draft analysis that, you know, I had high hopes for him. Davion Mitchell, although he only scored 12 points off the bench, he was very crucial in this game. And that's why the game came down to a jump shot. It wasn't anybody's fault that anyone lost. I mean, Malik Monk had 16 points off the bench. Clay Thompson was huge in this game. Without his contribution, they do not win this game. Uh, Game six, Clay showed up to game four. Kevon Looney continuing to be assertive on the board. He had eight points, six assists, and 14 rebounds. Very interesting stat line. Jordan Poole, 22 points. Steph Curry, you know the chef, always going to lead in scoring on his team, 32 points. Draymond Green came off the bench. He was 3 of 14. Don't get me wrong. That's... Uh, it did not look good, but at least he attempted 14 shots. I respect that. I like that Draymond 12, 10, and 7, right? That should be, if Draymond averages that throughout the rest of the playoffs, nobody's going to beat Golden State because the other guys are going to show up always. But I like when Draymond is attacking the basket. And when he's assertive, offensively. I don't like when he be passing up open layups. That shit gets on my fucking nerves. Like, seriously. Nigga, dunk it. But this was Draymond, despite shooting 3 of 14, this was his best game that I seen him play through the whole playoffs. But the Warriors were really lucky to get out of there alive. Next game, we got the Boston Celtics defeating the Atlanta Hawks at home, 129 to 121. Uh, DeJounte Murray, of course, controversially went up to the referee and said something to him and bumped him. Allegedly, I didn't see the bump. I saw Tatum bump the ref. Not trying to be a snitch or a rat, but I saw what I saw. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both had 31 points. Six niggas in double figures as Derek White had 18 points. Marcus Smart had 19 points. Robert Williams contributed 13 points and 15 rebounds off the bench. Two steals, two blocks, three assists. Williams had a hell of a game. Nobody talked about this. Malcolm Brogdon, 14 points off the bench. I just feel like the Boston Celtics are just way entirely too deep for the Atlanta Hawks. 
It's just plain and simple. I mean, despite a 35-point, 15-assist game from Trey Young, the, the Hawks still lost. They called this man overrated. How? This man wasn't even voted into the All-Star game this year. Averaging 29 and 10. And this man had 35 and 15 fighting for his playoff life. DeAndre <clears throat> DeAndre Hunter had 27 points and, and seven rebounds. DeJounte Murray had 23 points, nine rebounds, six assists. Shout out to him. But um, yeah, man, Atlanta's in trouble. And going back to Boston down 3-1. It's giving its closing time. And this will be yet another year that the Atlanta Hawks will be eliminated in a gentleman's sweep. Next up, the Minnesota Timberwolves actually win a fucking game. I mean, I did pick Minnesota to win two games in this series. But... Going back to Denver down 3-1 is not a good look, but however, the momentum is tilting Minnesota's direction. Despite a 43-point, 11-rebound, 6-assist game from Nikola Jokic, the Minnesota Timberwolves defeated the the Denver Nuggets 114-108 to in overtime as in the fourth quarter, they blew a 12-point lead for the Nuggets to only tie the game to go to OT. Now, as I said, you know, Jokic had 43-10 and 11-6. and Five niggas in double figures. Murray had a disappointing game. Like, he was 8 of 21. He had 19. That wasn't too bad. But Carl Anthony Towns had 17 points, 11 rebounds. Anthony Edwards is the star of this game 34 points five assists six rebounds rudy gobert had 14 and 15 that's around what rudy gobert should be averaging mike conley had 19 points and eight assists this was a solid performance by the timberwolves who are fighting for their playoff lives they had already went down 3-0 So stealing a game in Denver is obviously crucial for them to stay alive. Let's see. Let's move on to today's games. Because I'm saving the best for last. Because I got a lot to say about that last game. That bullshit. But let's talk Milwaukee versus Miami as the eight-seeded Miami Heat take a commanding 3-1 lead over the Timberwolves. I mean, not all the Timberwolves, but over the Bucks. I'm sorry. It's 2.07 a.m. Fuck y'all. But the return of Giannis Antipro Negro was not enough as the Heat knock off the Bucks 119 to 114. Giannis had 26 points, 10 rebounds, and 13 assists. Wow. Brooke Lopez had a playoff career high, 36 points and 11 rebounds and three blocks. Shit. They did all that just to lose. It wasn't supposed to make it past 25. But the biggest disappearing act and, you know, six fouls was Chris Middleton. This bitch nigga froze up. Now, I've been quiet about Middleton ever since they won that championship, but it's my time to get on on my lawn and talk some shit about this fuck nigga disappearing. 14 points on four of 12 shooting. I don't give a fuck if he's been dealing with injuries all year. You came back. No excuses. You suppose Brooke Lopez ain't supposed to have 36 points covering for your ass. You're the most overpaid player next to Tobias Harris. 
And this is the shitty performance that you put on. Drew Holiday ain't wasn't no better than him. Middleton and Holiday combined for 10 of 31 from the field and shot 4 of 16 from the field from three. Terrible performances, and Drew Holiday got his ass killed today. This was the worst defensive game of Drew Holiday's career as him and Giannis got turkey-basted by the boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Jimmy Butler, ladies and gentlemen, as he put on a 56.9 rebound game and probably one of the top five playoff performances individually that I've ever seen. This is the best performance since Giannis's uh closeout game six versus the um the Phoenix Suns in 2021. Jimmy was 19 of 28. Like he started out, I think he had 22 points in the first quarter. Shot three of eight from three. My God, 15 of 18 from the line. Jimmy Butler just had a master class performance. Didn't get much help from his teammates, but he wanted it. And the Miami Heat protected home court. As they venture back to Milwaukee, which I'm pretty sure that I don't think this series is over by a long shot. But if the Miami Heat could close out the Milwaukee Bucks at home, Jimmy Butler's got to be mentioned as one of the greatest playoff performers we've ever seen. I mean, we've seen D-Wade. We've seen LeBron. We've seen Kobe. We've seen Tim Duncan. We've seen Shaquille O'Neal. Jimmy Butler's name deserves to be among those high-value playoff performers. Not necessarily a regular season dynamo, but his regular season numbers are not too shabby, and it's looking like he earned the money that he was paid today. I can't believe Jimmy Butler scored 56 points on, on Drew Holiday and Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Milwaukee Bucks choked because Milwaukee led throughout this game and had multiple 10-point leads and were unable to close out the Miami Heat. As Jimmy Butler said, this is my shit. This shit right here, nigga. This shit right here, nigga. Yeah, man, this was this was probably the best game of the entire playoffs. Last but definitely not least, as the referee-laced Lakers defeated the Memphis Grizzlies in overtime, 117 to 111. Before we get into the statistics, I got to say something about this because I completely understand the referees were blatantly calling calls for the Lakers majority of the game. Memphis got knocked around like a fucking pinball across the court. And I'm not making excuses for Memphis because I'm going to get on Memphis too. But I seen a good 15 to 20 no calls as the Grizzlies were physically knocked around. Like Jared Jackson Jr. was getting fouled like a motherfucker. Desmond Bain was getting fouled. John Morant was getting no calls. And y'all know John Morant is injured. I mean, a lot of people were saying Ja was out of control. I disagree. I feel like Ja was trying to draw fouls. And what Ja has to realize is the Lakers are the Cowboys of the NBA. They are the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. You're not going to get those calls, Ja. 
This makes Ja young and dumb still. Ja Morant is a studio gangster. The Grizzlies as a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew are studio gangsters. Because they talk all this shit. And when they were put in the position to win the game in the fourth quarter multiple times, they folded under pressure. They made stupid turnovers. They drove to the basket knowing damn well they were not going to get a call. They play, you know, a, 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 a person that I know through social media said to me, well, not said directly to me, but he posted a status saying that the Grizzlies play like an AAU team. And these are facts because this, 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 the, they play like a junior varsity team. Because for them to be a number two seed and to be going against a lottery team like the Lakers, who with Braun and AD do have more experience. I get that. That experience played a major factor in this game. But yes, the referees were making fucked up calls, but that is zero, and I mean zero excuse as to why the Grizzlies lost this game. The Grizzlies lost this game on sheer stupidity, ignorance, and dumb plays down the stretch. And I got to say, Taylor Jenkins coaching was horrible down the stretch as well, because why would you put Xavier Tillman on LeBron? That doesn't make any sense to me. I would rather have Jaron Jackson Jr. on him or Dylan Brooks on him, even though Dylan Brooks gave up, let LeBron go right multiple times. The Grizzlies let LeBron go right multiple times. My homeboy told me that he was, he was going right. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. The Grizzlies deserve to go home. The Lakers deserve to win this series. And you know the Lakers are my ops. You know I don't like them. You know I think that they're the teacher's pets of the NBA. And and Adam Silver uses LeBron's ass crack as a puppet. I said what I said. But the Lakers deserve to win this series. Because... At least they have a strategy. The Grizzlies, I did like what they tried in the first half, but they should have tried that in the fourth quarter when it mattered. They let Jarrett Vanderbilt shoot the ball, which was a good strategy, but it blew up in their face when Vanderbilt started hitting shots to start the game. The Lakers looked like they were going to run away with it in the first half. The second half, however... You know, uh, the second quarter, I should say. The Grizzlies got it back to, you know, they were down two points. However, these guys took the heart out of the Memphis Grizzlies. All that barking, all that talking. Dylan Brooks ran from the press conference, didn't want to do interviews. Like a bitch. Like I'm saying, like Dylan Brooks is a studio gangster. We already know what, 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 what Spider Mitchell did to him when Spider Mitchell wanted to throw hands. Dylan Brooks took an L on that. John ja Morant, all this talking shit, studio gangster. Jaron Jackson Jr. down the stretch gave up layups to LeBron. Supposed to be defensive player of the year. Show me. I mean, I've seen a few blocks that you made. That's cute and all. But we need some clutch defense, defensive player of the year. But this game really took me the fuck out. This is this was very exhausting. Because I wanted to go to bed knowing that the Lakers lost. And I'm going to bed knowing that the Lakers won. And I got to deal with these weirdo bronze sexuals all day talking about go, 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 go.
just slurping and gherking the jerking the gherking like designer on the airplane. But let's get to these stats. Desmond Bain. This nigga showed up, man. He shot until his arms gave out. And I didn't like the shot selection at the end of the game. Desmond Bain did not need to attempt all those threes. And John Morant, knowing that he had a bad hand, was shooting the ball instead of taking floaters, mid-range jumpers, and attacking the basket. He was taking corner threes. That's not your game. That's Desmond Bain's game. And I'm glad Desmond Bain showed up because I've been complaining that no one else on the uh, Grizzlies was consistent scoring-wise. Bain had 36 points. But the rest of the Grizzlies did not help Morant and Bain. Now, there's no excuses. I don't care about the injuries to Brandon Clark and Steven Adams. Yes, they missed them. But Tillman and Jackson do well enough together to hold it down because Jackson had five blocks. Okay, but the clutch defense was janky. 14 points, 14 rebounds. I've seen Jaron Jackson blow bunnies. Jaron, they're not going to call that shit for you. The Lakers are like the Cowboys. You were caught thief. Dylan Brooks, I do not like this guy. You talk all this shit and shoot four of 11 and one of seven from three. You're jacking shots. You're one of the worst high-volume shooters in the game. Stop shooting the fucking ball. Honestly, I think Taylor Jenkins should let Dylan Brooks come off the bench. He's terrible. And I think that they should put Luke Kennard in the starting lineup instead of him. And David Roddy, he tried, but he didn't do that well offensively. He was taking a lot of shots to the point where it was looking like shot jacking for a bench player. Ten attempts, that's a lot. LeBron James, 22 points and 20 rebounds and seven assists. Drug test this man! For crying out loud, drug test him. You drug tested Dane. You drug tested Spider Mitchell. But you won't drug test this nigga. This nigga is 39, turning 39, scoring 22 points, 20 rebounds, and seven assists, and you won't drug test him. (laughs) Jared Vanderbilt had 15 points. Wow, he had a big first quarter, three blocks. He's definitely becoming, he's earning, slowly earning my respect as a, a top defensive player in this league. But a lot of people, y'all, y'all motherfuckers in my comments give Jared Vanderbilt a little bit too much credit, though. Despite my praises. But I'm saying, though. Uh, D'Angelo Russell at 17 points. He was big in this game up until he fouled out. The Schroeder had 12 points. Austin Reeves had 23 points. AR 15. Josh showed you what an AR 15. I mean, Austin Reeves showed Josh what a real gun is. 23 points, 7 of 16 from the field. Anthony Davis, despite shooting 4 of 13 and only having 12 points, the Lakers still won. Therefore, the momentum is tilting the Lakers' direction. Now, I know, I truly think that Memphis is going to win game five. But I don't know if they can survive another game out in L.A. It's too hard to tell at this point. But maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm delusional. Maybe I'm on drugs. I'm sober right now at this point, and I'm not medicated right now. Maybe I'm crazy, but I'm still thinking that this series is going to go seven. I'm going to stick with my original pick, but Memphis has to be a lot more smarter with the decisions that they make. Because the decisions that you make can determine whether you can survive a series or not. 
The Lakers are not fucking playing. But the Grizzlies are probably the worst two seed that I have ever seen. Like these guys' decision making. I don't know what what the fuck is Taylor Jenkins doing. I don't rank Taylor Jenkins in my top coaches at all. I just don't think that he's a great coach. He's just he's like he. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of the Minnesota Timberwolves coach. Because I don't know what the fuck Buddy is doing over there. Uh, Chris Finch, is it? Is it that the uh, Timberwolves coach? Where, where the fuck? Like, we already pulled this man's resume. But bad decisions cost the Grizzlies that game. Final thoughts on what's going on. These are my final thoughts. No one else has been eliminated today. My final thoughts on each series. I'll give you that and then I'm going to go because this is probably going to be an hour. A lot of people are going to be happy about that. (laughs) Nuggets and Timberwolves, this shit should be over. But however, I think that Anthony Edwards could pull off an upset in Denver if he continues to play that way. But, you know, Carl Anthony Towns has to step up and let his balls drop and stop playing like a WNBA player and be an NBA player. But I think this series is over. I think Denver's going to close them out. And be the second team that can get some rest. Suns and Clippers, this shit is over, man. If Paul George and Kawhi Leonard don't come back, I don't see Russell Westbrook. Even with, I'll see them coming out of, um, well, they're going to, I think they're going back to LA. They should win that game. But when they go back to Phoenix, it's a wrap. I can see Suns in six because, you know, we didn't expect Kawhi to get hurt, but I'll take that L. But yeah, I think once the series goes back to Phoenix, I don't think the Clippers are going to make it. Kings and Warriors with this latest De'Aaron Fox injury. I can see the Warriors stealing a road game five and winning in six games. I can see that scenario. But I also could see Sacramento holding down home court because a lot of the role players do play better on the road. They just do. Grizzlies and Lakers, I'm going to just be honest. I mean, Memphis may get some home cooking, but this series is not looking too good for them especially with the decision-making that they make. I just see the Lakers. I, I, I just see Adam Silver and them ending this series so that the Lakers can rest up so that they can play the Warriors or the Kings. Uh, this might That Lakers and Grizzlies might be over, son. But I hope I'm wrong. Despite that, I still see a glimmer of hope for the Grizzlies, but the momentum... I don't know. I'm having mixed feelings about this, as you could see. I'm still a little bit shell-shocked here. Bucks in the heat. I mean, I think the Bucks can control home court, but winning a road game six in Miami is wishful thinking. I can see the heat pulling off this upset. The Cavs and Knicks, this shit is over with. I think New York closes out the series in Cleveland in a road game five. The Knicks are looking like they're for real so far because they have the easy side of the bracket. They got a underdog heat and a confused Bucks team waiting for them next round. But I wouldn't be surprised if Miami blew that 3-1 lead either. Sixers and Nets, I mean, this shit is over with. The Sixers are waiting. 
for the Celtics or Hawks to get done. I don't see uh, them going on to Boston and winning game five. I, I think this shit is over with, in my opinion. All right, y'all. I want to thank y'all for listening to me and coming through and fucking with me on this uh, late-ass Monday night. It feels like a Monday for real. Just so much bad news. It's King Known Uncensored. This is that game four talk, and I'm out. <laughs>